Hello everyone, this is Mark Iskowitz, Executive Editor at MMM, and welcome to this edition of the MMM Podcast. Today is a special episode of the podcast. It's another in our ongoing behind-the-scenes series with the MMM editorial crew. This time we're going to tell you about our new weekly franchises, which are launching this week. Larry? How are you? Hey, Larry. What are the weekly franchises? Oh, boy. We have the third M on Mondays, which is our media column, our health media column, excuse me. We have Chops on Tuesday, which is our creativity column. On Wednesday, we have Policy, which is pretty self-explanatory. On Thursday, we have your column on what are we calling it, The Professor? What are we? Uh, Seven-day Supply. Seven-day Supply. Okay. And on Friday, we'll be talking about issues related to data. That's it. And uh, basically what we're trying to do with these are uh, create a set of columns in which the MMM reporters bring you the best of their beats, from media to policy, creativity to the very future of healthcare marketing on different days of the week. And Steve Madden, editor-in-chief of MMM, is going to tell you about the vision behind this ambitious new effort. Steve? Hey, Mark. Hey. Vision, huh? Yeah. Um, You're the vision guy, man. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's why I get the big money. <laughs> I always have to pick up the check. No, the, the the idea behind this is that there are core areas of, uh, of this field that we cover and that we cover pretty well by kind of plant, uh, putting a, a stake in the ground and saying, we're going to cover this stuff every week. Um, we're letting the audience know uh, that, that we're taking this really seriously. Um, it's just going to up our game. Um, it's going to increase our traffic. Um, and it's going to, you know, instead of doing it 12 times a year in a print property, doing it every week allows us to really get detailed uh, on, on these core areas. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and it's not like these topics are ones that we've ignored over the course of the years. It's just an opportunity, I mean, you know, publishing digitally. Why not? Why not focus on issues that might not be something that are going to be spun into a larger feature or an event or anything else that we put out? It's an opportunity to really get smarter ourselves as well. What are some of the um, hot-button topics you're going to be talking about in the third M, Larry? Well, third M, I think, is – I mean, I'm sort of fortunate to be the one writing that and that it was sort of the uh, neglected beat. You know, the name is for – you know, we have medical marketing and media and over the years we haven't really said a whole lot about media. So what's great is that there are a lot of people kind of coming out of the woods since we announced this saying, hey, you know, here is our peripheral touch to the health media space. We can talk about health communities. We can talk about any of the channels that are out there, whether it's digital, point of care, um, you know, out of home in a larger sense, you know, the, um, you know, moving ads and everything else. It's not the kind of thing you're seeing as much in pharma as you are in other businesses, but it's coming to pharma sooner or later. Mm -hmm. So what's great about 3M is we don't really know what it's going to be just yet. Um, and we're taking it, um, taking it in whatever direction it takes us. Great. Steve, tell us about CHOPS. Uh, well, CHOPS is the, the creativity blog. We'll be talking about um, all things having to do with creativity. So it's pretty broad, pretty broad topic area, which I'm excited about. Um, this is where we'll be doing reviews of campaigns, um, talking about, you know, everything about the campaign, how it came together, its efficacy, um, why it worked, why it didn't work. Uh, this is where we'll just point to stuff that we like, you know, for no other reason than we think this is cool and you should know about it. It's also where we'll talk about some of the, the personalities on the creative side of the business, which is to me, um, it's fascinating. There are just such so many big personalities doing such cool work that uh, I think we'll have an opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. 
And then what I also want to be able to do is talk a little bit about the creative life. I mean, it's it's kind of a high wire act when you think about it. It's like, you know, there's there's this idea and it's up to the creative person to represent the idea. You know, I wrote about it today in the, in the column where I talked about, um, you know, Elvis Costello is famously attributed this quote, which actually should be attributed to Martin Mull. Uh, dancing about or writing about music is like dancing about architecture um and you know the, that's a glib way of saying that it's it's kind of difficult to use one medium to talk about another but um anyone who's ever tried to describe a glass of wine knows exactly how how hard that could be um so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward into uh, looking forward to to getting into people's heads a little bit to find out like you know what's what's this all What's it like to live this kind of life? You know, I mean, you're you're only as good as your last campaign. What if, what if the well one runs dry, or you know, what do you do for inspiration, or how do you stay fresh? That sort of stuff. Where does that muse come from? Exactly. And uh, I want to say a few words about Allison's column on Wednesdays, the policy column. Yeah. So policy. Uh, I mean, obviously, especially everything that's happening in Washington right now around healthcare and uh, and drug pricing. Uh, this is a really important topic for for our audience. So we want to institutionalize this. So every Wednesday, uh, we'll be covering what's happening in the world of policy, basically what lawmakers are, are doing with the business, how the business is responding to changes in the law. Um, and I think it's especially important to be covering this regularly going into a campaign season. Absolutely. And uh, given that Congress uh, is on recess uh, the rest of this month, she's working on something on CBD. I know that she's going to be um, posting that uh, tomorrow, I believe. That's right. So, And I'll tell you about my column on Thursday called Seven Day Supply. Um, it's kind of a broad umbrella, and that's by design. Uh, as I like to say, healthcare marketing is no longer just about promotion of FDA-regulated products. It's expanding, and what's expanding are the forces uh, from commercial to clinical to patient that impact the way drugs and medical devices are prescribed and dispensed, accessed and paid for. So how products are marketed is expanding. You know, you have digital, omni-channel, mobile first, and new technologies like voice. And the marketing ecosystem is expanding through collaborations and partnerships that cross silos to benefit providers, patients, and communities. And as marketers adapt to this evolving landscape, I'll be doing my best to explain how by giving you my take on these hot topics. So tune in every Thursday for that. What's your, uh, and this is something, I've, you know, I've read a bunch of your columns and they're wonderful. Anybody who hasn't should check them out. Thank you. What, what's kind of your, what's your dream topic? What's, uh, what's the kind of thing that will make you, you kind of stimulate you intellectually, get you uh enthusiastic yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what, what do I get passionate about um, well I think it's really the future of, of, of healthcare marketing you know how it's uh, um, really changing from a long term you know in the, in the long run um, you know what's going to get patients to adhere more to their medications you know what's going to get life science companies to improve their image you know mm-hmm. what's uh, you know some of these uh, you know what, what's going to get um, pharma companies to break down the silos you know that are inhibiting them from being um, you know better you know citizens in the greater healthcare ecosystem I think those are kind of topics uh, that I keep coming back to mm-hmm. uh, and when I see convergencies you know amongst some of the things that I mentioned you know how um, prescribers are changing, you know, in terms of how um, marketing is changing um, um, and how the ecosystem is, is expanding. And then we, you know, cross-reference that with some of those, you know, mark themes, you know, like how 
patient, whether that's going to get patients to adhere more or that's going to improve interoperability in the healthcare system. You know, if it ties into one of those long-term catalysts for change, it kind of gets my, you know, creative juices flowing and I want to write about that. So. What's your dream topic, Larry? Um, I think for the most part, I'd like to figure out, all right, everybody talks about digital and it's programmatic. Everything's programmatic. I think so much thinking goes on beyond this. I think we're reducing a lot of the big decisions in health media to, well, the algorithm tells us so. Um, I want to get into that. Um, there's the human component, which is always going to be important. There are a lot of decisions that are going on before it's handed over to the technology. And that clash between the big picture you know, human thinking and the technology, which says, all right, you want to hit this audience, you're going to do it at this time on this channel and everything else. To me, that's fascinating. And I don't, I mean, there's no right answer, which is what you want, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit in the media issue earlier this yes, year, that yes. kind of tension between the automation and the human element mm-hmm. in media. So it's definitely a really interesting ongoing topic. Uh, we didn't talk about Friday's data column, uh, which is partly because uh, it's last, uh, but also <laughs> partly because we haven't completely uh, hashed that one out. It's not completely locked down yet, but um, but I'm, I'm this close. Um, and because you're listening to this, you can't see how close my fingers are to my thumb. <laughs> um, but it's, it's yeah, it's we're really close. I'm just um, kind of uh, coming to terms with a writer uh, who I want to do this. But the, the whole idea is, you know, data. Data is one of those words that people throw around. Uh, and what I really want to get to is some sort of um, help, help our users get to a, a great, greater clarity about what exactly it is, what it isn't, and um, and and how powerful a tool it can be when used properly. So that's that's sort of what we're getting at. Plus, you know, the other thing is there is a nexus between our data coverage and our policy coverage because because of privacy issues. Um, and things that are coming coming along very soon, especially the, re- re- uh, the regulations in California. So mm-hmm. it's a it's pretty rich, pretty rich uh, vein to mine. Absolutely. And uh, you want to say something about some of our ongoing efforts, like the Inspire the End initiative? Yeah, that's um, that's something that's very uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, so in what was it, in March. Uh, or April, we we uh, launched a campaign to um, encourage creatives to send in campaigns that would help convince people to get vaccinated. This was kind of coming out of the news cycle, the news that there was a health emergency declared in New York because of people who there was a, a measles outbreak um, because people weren't being vaccinated. Um, and you know, vaccination is one of the great public health triumphs of uh, of the twentieth century. Um, and after the news of the mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, I was thinking that um, solving or, or mass shootings in the United States are uh, a public health issue. Um, it, we're not allowed regulations, federal regulations prohibit the CDC from even studying it. Um, but it's something that if we treat it as a public health problem, we could pretty easily solve. So once again, um, we're encouraging people to create campaigns, whether they're print campaigns or digital campaigns or or social media campaigns, create websites, any kind of program that would help convince people um, to to work together to uh, end the violence. Um, You know, it's, it's a little bit naive to think that a a print campaign is going to stop such a, a highly complex 
and highly matrixed issue. Um, I think depending on where you stand politically, you might think it is highly matrixed and complex, or you might think it's a very simple fix. But uh, that's what I want to get get to the bottom of, and I'm hoping people will will uh, will contribute and put their put the you know the, the great thinking that 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 we have in this industry. Uh, I'm hoping that people will step forward and do this work pro bono, and then we want to work to help get it placed. You know, that, yeah. that's actually one of the wonderful things, both this campaign and the vaccine one. I mean, certainly we've always had a very high opinion of our audience in that, you know, these are people that are creative, they're smart, they want to do the right thing, and they've devoted their lives to that. Some of the work that's come in for you know, both of these efforts has been mind-blowingly smart, creative, and, you know, people are doing this on their own time and on their own dime. And I think that speaks, you know, volumes about the type of people that are doing this work nowadays. Right. Yeah, I mean, we had almost 100 entries for the Convince Me to Vax promotion that we did. I'm hoping we get um, even better numbers than that. Um, our producer, Carrie, is is in the room with us. Carrie, when's the, the deadline for, for filing? First deadline is August 30th. First deadline is August 30th, which is a Friday. So um, if you're listening to this uh, and you've got any creative juice um, or or work with people who do have creative juice, please send it along. Absolutely. And, and I think we're saying kind of by definition that, um, you know, gun safety uh, and gun violence is, is a disease. And, um, you know, who better than our audience, you know, which has spent decades, you know, figuring out uh, human behavior um, and how human behavior affects how diseases, you know, are, are treated uh, in the world um, and the sometimes irrational way that people think and, and their priorities uh, to actually address this. And again, as, as we said in the call to action for this, we don't know what, what the message or medium necessarily will look like, but we, we're confident that our, that our audience, you know, can, can help us, you know, with that. Uh, so I, I come at it, like I said, from a public health a public health policy point of view. Um, for our September issue, I compiled two graphs that show what happened to smoking cessation efforts and to auto uh, road fatalities when um, when the government got involved in regulating. Uh, first of all, like with the Surgeon General's warning that came out in 1964, uh, broadcast ban on ads against tobacco products. All of that stuff drove down per capita consumption of tobacco products in the United States. Um, same with uh, auto fatalities. When Once the government mandated that if you want to sell a car in the United States, it has to have a seatbelt in each position, each passenger position. And then when the states got on board and started uh, um, enforcing mandatory seatbelt laws and there was a national speed limit put in place, that wasn't so much about safety, but that had a lot to do with... Um, Fuel, fuel conservation during fuel crises in the 70s. Um, but all of that stuff served to drive down fatalities, to save lives, right? And, you know, the same was true with vaccination. So I'm hoping that people will keep this sort of stuff in mind when they're, when they're devising their campaigns. Absolutely. And if you have an idea for that, you know where to uh, submit that. Um, and if you have a story idea for any of the above uh, columns, please let us know by emailing us personally uh, or by using our general email address, which is news at haymarketmedia.com. And just a couple final housekeeping items before we wrap. Um, 
another of our ongoing initiatives is the Best Places to Work initiative, which which launched recently. Um, so if you feel like you've got the best place to work in healthcare marketing, please tell us. Um, our career and salary survey is closing up soon. Uh, we're almost at our goal. Uh, so be sure to fill that out and help us compile the most complete and accurate picture of salaries across healthcare marketing. Uh, and finally, um, uh, we'd like you to uh, invite you to buy tickets for our award, awards uh, show, which is coming up October 10th uh, at Cipriani Wall Street in New York City. Uh, so also, uh, just uh, if you like this podcast, please like us on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and feel free to comment. And uh, that's it for now. We'll see you next time on the MMN Podcast. Wow, we got a lot going on. <laughs> Don't we know? <laughs> <laughs>